everybody. Welcome to Happening at Hannah's. Today I have my really good friend Ryan Chapman on. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. All right, Ryan. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, that kind of thing. Uh, all right. Well, I'm Ryan Chapman. Um, I'm just kind of the local, I guess. I've been here for a while. Um, I guess I work for Hillside, so I help out there on like the operations and campus development side of things, um, renovating and building campuses and stuff, and fixing to go back to school this fall. Um, but yeah, just kind of got in the Hillside bubble a few years ago, so that's kind of how I've gotten in touch with a lot of people, and yeah, I've been here pretty much my whole life, I'm kind of the local dude that never left, but <laughs> good, so. I love that, that's perfect description of you. <laughs> Alright, so the next question, I'm interested to see what we both say, how do we know each other? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a round about answering this, but it makes sense in just a second, so bear with me. Okay. So Describe that perfectly. Yeah, uh, ditto. That's, I remember meeting you on the bus, and then all of a sudden, somehow we discovered our grandparents were neighbors, and now we're lifelong friends. <laughs> it's funny, because I just always knew, like, there's just a common knowledge that we knew each other. But I didn't yes. Like, I knew who you were, and I knew your mom, like, we'd go to Chick-fil-A, and uh -huh. like, hey, so I knew, I knew mom was Rick, but I don't know, it just, it was like, all the pieces fell together for me, and it was kind of fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's cool that we've been friends for so long. Yeah. You're my lifelongest friend, Ryan Chapman. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I think I should be the one apologizing, honestly. <laughs> All right. So, what is your favorite thing that you're currently learning about God? just his um maybe providence is the word maybe mm. there's even a better word more like um i can't think of a good word for it but just that idea that he's always just a few steps ahead of us you know and then yeah. we we'll just slow down and watch what he's doing um it makes things a lot easier i think in light of everything that's going on right now um there's definitely a lot of bad going on but it's been really refreshing for me um, just to get to look back on, you know, even just the last few months, you know, with all the fire stuff starting back in March, um, you just see, like, even just a few months down the road, you see some things that have gotten better through the through the difficult stuff. And, like, on the front edge of that, you would never be able to see God working. And I think, for me, my natural tendency is to kind of, like, fix things and do things. And mm. so I think she's just really been showing me, like, you know, even when you don't know what's going on, if you'll just, I know you hear, like, trust the Lord all the time, but for me, it's kind of become something I can practice more, and I mean, we've been, so, like I was talking to you about earlier, we've been studying 
revelation, and that's like the first time I've really been through it. So that's been good for me right now, just because I know the end of the story, you know. So it just kind of puts everything a little bit more into focus. So I guess it's just it's cool how he's always a step or two ahead of us, um, multiple steps ahead of us, and if we just slow down enough to let him work, and you just get to kind of fall into that path. That's that's pretty interesting. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, good question. All right. So the next thing is, how did you grow up faith-wise? So, like, did you go to church? Did you not go to church? Did your family go to church? That kind of thing. Okay, yeah. So we grew up going to a church in Amarillo called Westminster Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's like the wedding church. It's like the really pretty one over there by Austin Middle School that everyone gets married at. Yes, and the Boba Tea Church. They have Boba Tea there. Really? We'll have to take you to get some. Yeah, yeah, okay, I like that stuff. That's the stuff with, like, the tattoo bubble thing. Uh-huh, it's so good. Yeah, I love that stuff. I didn't know we could get that here. Yeah, I'll take you and get some. Oh, heck yeah. Anyway, so we grew up going there. Um, my dad's parents, my grandparents on his side, um, I call them Grandma and Granddaddy. So they went there for years and years. So my dad kind of grew up just going there as well. And so we always just went there um, from... Ever since I can really remember, I was just kind of there for like the donuts, you know. And it was one of those, uh, it was one of those like very old school Presbyterian churches. Like you know, we had the the youth plays, and like there was just all that stuff going on. So we grew up going to church. Um, but I think like most kids, you know, I was just there to kind of hang out with my buddies and get some donuts and just kind of run around and cause a ruckus. I can remember like drawing on the back of the bulletin and stuff. Um, that was fun though. It was a good. I think it was a good church setting to grow up in. It was cool to grow up around my grandparents. They were pretty. Uh, they were kind of rock stars in their faith. I, mm. think. Um, I would have loved to have got to see them, kind of as I'm older. They both passed when I was younger, eight or nine. So that was, um, you know, just young. When I was young, I got to see some of that, but didn't get to see it when I was older. But anyway, we grew up going there, and so we would go most Sundays. I'd say we were pretty regular attenders. Um, parents were members there and everything, and yeah, I went, but I guess I just, you know, like most little kids, I didn't really try to grasp a whole lot, and I also think the teaching in a church like that is pretty, uh, a little more highbrow than you would think, and the kids are all in service, and they would have the little kids moment. I definitely, like, grew up a believer, like, mm-hmm. I knew that you believed in Jesus, and you got to go to heaven. Like, I still remember a song we used to sing, it was like one of those old hymns, it was like, someday every tongue will confess your God, someday every knee will bow. But still, the greatest treasure remains for those that gladly choose you now. So I can remember as a little kid being like, "Well, that makes sense. Like, I guess I'll just gladly choose him now, so I have to deal with it later." And that was kind of it. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be a believer." And so I was, you know, grew up, grew up in church. Grew up definitely, I would say, probably saved, but didn't necessarily understand like the depth of that. Mm-hmm. And then my parents, when my grandparents died, that's we kind of took a hiatus from church for a couple of years, and then. Uh, Got back in a few years later, but as far as growing up in church, grew up Presbyterian um, over there in Amarillo. It was, a, it was a good place to grow up. I really liked it. I love that. Okay, so in the midst of like growing up in church, and you said like you kind of always knew like the whole like Jesus and the relationship thing. Was there like a yeah. point in time, like in like high school, middle school, maybe, where you realized like, hey, like I'm a sinner, I need Jesus? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. I think for me. It wasn't maybe, like, all at once, necessarily. I mm. think there was really a year that the Lord really went to work on my heart. Um, and like I said, I grew up with parents that were, were uh, you know, they definitely tried to raise us in a Christian household, so that helped. Mm-hmm. But I definitely didn't grow up, like, 
really, really just invested in all that. So I think it was my face was pretty surface level up until you know late middle school, early high school. So I guess yeah. it was I guess it was church camp before we went into freshman year. So I just okay. got done with eighth grade, went to church camp, just kind of on my own, and definitely just kind of started feeling like some stirring going on, you know. Um, wasn't really sure what it meant, but I just I, I remember coming home and just kind of feeling something. But I can remember being very, like, hesitant as far as, like, diving into church. I can remember a conversation I had with Blake Moore. So Blake Moore was our student pastor at Canyon Everett. And he was, like, he's, like, the guy that really, really just kind of latched on me. And, like, Lord really used him in my life in that time. So back up just a little bit. We stopped going to church for a couple years. And then, like, seventh, eighth grade, we started going to Hillside. So I don't really remember how we got plugged in at Hillside, but we started going. And then, so... Right before ninth grade for the summer camp, and I was like, "Wow, something, something's different." I couldn't really put a finger on it, but I definitely knew that like it was the Lord kind of going to work in me. Mm. And I remember just kind of throughout that whole year, just, there was just kind of a lot of like pullback on my end. Like yeah. I knew that something needed to change, but I was like, oh, "I don't want to, I don't want to like buy in too much of church." And I can remember our conversation with Blake talking about like, "Well, I'm just, I think I'm just good about." going to church on Sunday with my parents and that really is, is all I need to be doing. Like I don't want to go to the Wednesday night students. I don't really want to help out. And he was like, okay, whatever. So I was I was very like hesitant. Uh-huh. And then that next summer at camp, so the summer after my freshman year, I still remember just still like something about being at church camp, you know, you get away from everything. I think God really does speak to young people in that setting well. And I think my heart was heart was ready for it. And I remember it was a morning session. There was this guy named Mark Moore. And mm. I guess he's like a pastor at a real big church out in Arizona. But they probably man, I had no idea who this guy was. I just knew some guy that was preaching at this CIY camp we were at. And he walked up on stage and he starts, you know, just doing doing this sermon. He wasn't like reading anything. He was just talking. And I was going, what is this? Like, it just sounded, it literally sounded like Jesus was up there just saying something to me. And I was just blown away. And so afterwards, I went and asked Blake. It's like, Blake, what was that? Because I was just so just blown away by this. Well, it turns out it was Jesus. He quoted the Sermon on the Mount up there on the stage. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, I just. I remember that. Do you remember that? Were you there? Yeah. uh, That's actually like the summer, uh, same thing when Jesus really got a hold of my heart too. But I had forgotten the detail about that. No way, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you remember that morning, huh? Yeah, I just remember, like, Mark Moore is one of those guys. He gets up there, and he just makes the gospel come alive, and you're sitting there going, whoa. Did you know, like, do you, you might not remember, do you remember, like, him doing that? And did you know what he was doing? Did you know that that was from the Bible? Now that you mention it, I kind of remember it. I really just remember that summer at camp um, that I was, like, really convicted that I needed to, like, get baptized and so that must have been part of it i don't really remember like it's very blurred to me as to what happened nice that's crazy i i, I, I would have thought you have been there I just, that's so long ago like, i know but, yeah that's funny so i remember that morning very specifically uh-huh. I asked Blake, he was like it's in your bible go read it matthew chapter five six and seven and i was like what so i remember that evening I guess that night after everything, I was in my little room, and I just opened my Bible up and just read all of that, and I mean, that was probably the first time that I ever read the Bible, like, I guess with the right heart, Mm. and oh man, God just really opened my eyes so much, and like, I just felt like, like, I'd been, you know, I'd accepted Christ, and I 
was already saved at this point, um, but I didn't really know like, necessarily what that meant past that. And yeah. I just remember the rest of that week, he just opened my eyes to this fact that, like, you know, when we get saved, like, that's a absolute, that's the greatest gift you're ever going to receive. And, like, the grateful response to that is to have a relationship with Jesus and try and do your best to be a, a light for him in this world and try to, you know, bring people along in that journey with you. And so I just remember the next few months specifically, like him just really using Blake and some other people to just really open my eyes to that. And it was just, it was awesome to me because I was like, oh, well, like, I want to live this Christian life thing the best I can. And obviously, I still sinned a lot. And I still had my issues. I was still like, you know, an angsty sophomore in high school that was very <laughs> practical and had, had my troubles. But it just changed everything. I, I still remember talking to Blake and I was like, well, you know, pastors always ask me, like, so what's a what's an action step you think you should take? And I was like, well, I guess I should start coming to Wednesday night church. And he was like, oh, good idea. <laughs> that was definitely big for me. And then that, that next year, that sophomore in high school, I had some really good friends that I think that was very just like, that was definitely like a gift from the Lord. You know, these were guys that I really wasn't close with. We just all kind of ended up in church group together and we got pretty tight. So like, you know, Bradley and big yeah. guys like that. So that was really cool. But long story, but that was kind of... That no, I love it. Pivotal moment for me. I, I my jaw was on the floor that morning. I was like, "What is this guy talking about? Like, how did he do this?" And then come to find out, it was literally. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. I think awesome you were there too. I love that. Yeah, I think God must have been moving that summer because I just remember it was just like my mind was blown at that church camp. I was just like, "What? Whoa! Like, wow!" Because we were in, that was when we would go to Durango, right? Yeah, it was, like, that long bus ride up there. And that's, like, how I met, like, a lot of people that we're still friends with today from church. Yeah, I feel like those and those different, those couple years and those Denver trips, those were really, like, very solidifying for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think those are probably some of the most pivotal points in my faith walk because it's just like you're going and it's like, oh, do you remember when we went to Denver that first year and we met Walter, um, the man that's homeless that lives in Denver? I don't know oh, if you remember absolutely. him. Like, that was probably one of the biggest, like, things, like, reminding me, like, hey, like, I've created everyone and, like, you're to love everybody. And, like, Walter's one of the coolest guys. I looked for him when we were up in Denver, like, was it, I guess, two years ago when we went up there last time? When we yeah, went so. as sponsors or whatever, which was super surreal that we were old enough to do that. Um, yeah. But it's just, like, such a cool thing. And I think looking back on that time, it's so sweet that the Lord just, like, taught us so much then. Oh, for sure. That, that's cool that we kind of walked through all that together, too. That's, that's yeah. Weird. Were you there that night when it was, like, the trial run of going out and doing the, like, street ministry? And we were rolling around in the back of Dee's bus looking for Walter? Like, so, no, but I remember, so me and you were in the same group. It was, like, me, you, and then all the Lubbock girls. And, like, I think it was, like, Bradley and then maybe Caitlin and Melissa from, like, Amarillo with me. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember you came back, and you were the most excited I've ever seen. You were like, oh, my gosh. So I just talked to this guy, and you were, like, shaking because you were cold, but you were so pumped because you'd just been talking to all these people about Jesus. And I just remember I was sitting there going, okay, I'm excited for tomorrow because I remember it was, like, you and, like, uh, maybe, like, Tristan or somebody had gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's interesting. 
interesting to hear you say that because I remember that being just like that was eye opening, and then to get to do that with all y'all in the next couple days. Yeah. Like, like they literally just dropped us all on the street. Yeah. Like, Go talk to people about Jesus. It was so awesome. One of my favorite memories of like sharing the gospels on that trip. So it was like, I can't remember if it was the first year we went or the second year, but I start talking to this guy and he is so high and I'm wearing this hat and he thinks that I have dreadlocks in my hair. And he's like, Hey miss, like, can you pray for me? I like kind of need to go to detox. I'm like, yeah, um, Chase, can we borrow your phone? And he's got his joint in his hand and he's like, oh wait, I should put this down. Jesus probably doesn't want me praying with this. And then just. <laughs> but I really like what you said earlier about how like, that was just eye-opening to a couple of kids from small town, Texas. That had yeah. God put those people here, and whatever their story, their circumstances, mm-hmm. like, that was just, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me those few years, that, like, yeah. you can you can love people no matter what their circumstance is, and it's not our place to, like, judge the why, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. did, did us praying for some of those people on the street maybe make a complete, like, lifelong impact on them? Maybe not, but, like, in that moment, like, God called us to do something uncomfortable and just to love somebody. Yeah. And I think that was probably some of the first times that, I know for me, I would sound like to you too, that like you just kind of stepped out on faith and did that. Like, I remember that first night when we were eating at Bojo's Pizza. Yes. You remember that? And uh-huh. Man, and was like, okay, here's what we're going to be doing. I remember when he was outlining this thing. I didn't even really, really want to go to dinner anyway. Blake Moore talked me into it, of course. Of and course. So Bradley and I, I was like, I'll go with Bradley. You know? So we went. And I remember sitting there thinking, I can't do this on my own. Like, yeah. I guess I better just pray and ask God to, like, give me the strength to do it. Because if he doesn't do it for me, I ain't going to do it. And that was another one for me that I was like, that was, like, just a lot of firsts for me on that one. It was good. Yeah, I remember that. I also remember that pizza place that you told me that the artichoke pizza would taste like chicken. And I haven't eaten artichoke pizza since. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like artichokes either. <laughs> me neither. And then I remember uh, Matt Jones was our leader. I'm trying to think what else I remember from that trip. I don't know. It was just a lot of really neat things. I think it's also what made me realize, like, what I want to do in life was that trip. That's so crazy. Me too. And, I mean, like, you remember just at night? Like, just the community feel? Mm. Like, it was just a good feeling. Like, we would all play that kill ball together and all that. Yes. Oh, it's good. And then the smell of that gym. Like, you'd walk in and it smells like dirty socks. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll catch that same smell a little bit. I just go right back there. Like, I remember we would all, like, wander around barefoot on that gym floor. Yes. Like, no one cared, though. That was just, wow, that was just a good week. I felt some real, like, I don't know. That was just, that was a good, good. And then, I mean, there was a couple good years. But that first year, there was just, I mean, man, Lord was at work. For yeah. Sure. I agree. I feel like I need to interview some other people that went on that trip and kind of get some details. Yeah, it, 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 it would be really cool to hear just, like, the little stuff everybody remembers. Like, I remember going and helping, like, that big Potter's House church cut out random stuff. With yes! I, and then Tom, the bus driver, and I just remember oh, y'all were, like, oh. best friends. Tom was so cool. Remember we all started clapping for him when he made those crazy Yes! He whipped that bus. That guy was so cool. He's so cool. We, we still talk. And then, oh. There was this girl in our group, and she wanted to get baptized on the way back from that. Like, because of that trip, she decided to get baptized. Tom came to Canyon for her baptism. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that because I didn't go to the Canyon campus at that point in time. 
Yeah, he came for her baptism like three weeks later. Wow. I just remember, yeah. he's so cool. He's actually friends with my Lubbock grandma, so I get updates. He got married. Um, yes. So, I think he's good. Maybe I should have him on the podcast. Oh, he's so good with that. names. You were in my group. You were with us that day. We were at that, like, church that was also, like, a, like, I, I don't even remember what they were doing. It was, like, a movie theater or something. Yes! Oh, my gosh! Yes! And we had to, like, we painted it. It was, like, a theater, and you had to go paint it, and you had to cover some of the posters because they weren't, like, appropriate for church. Yeah, and the guys on there were like, why are these kids from Texas here on their spring break trip helping us remodel our theater? And we were like, man, it's because Jesus loves you. So do you remember that specific day? I remember we were walking across the street to like wash out these trash cans. Yes, at the car wash. And Tom was walking down the street and this lady was like, Tom, Yes, I totally remember that. You know that my Lubbock grandma goes on those trips with him, right? We should go to the one in October. They're going to the balloon festival. We can go with all the old people to the balloon festival. I think let's get a crew of people. We'll go with all the old people and we're going to go to the balloon festival. Uh huh. I went last year. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, and then Tom bought us chocolate. Remember that little chocolate place? Yes. And he bought us chocolate. And then he gave me his jacket when we were giving out uh, flyers. Dang. I love yeah, Tom. Good old Tom. Good, good memories. Man, we were so young. We were probably like, what, 15, 16? I think so, because I couldn't drive at that point in time. Wow. I think I just got my license. Yeah, that would make sense. Because we went like memories. spring break. Wow, such a good trip down memory lane. For real. I love it. Okay, well, we got a few more minutes till my thing cuts us off. Is there anything else you want to share about Jesus on the podcast you think would be good for somebody to hear? Let's see. Something I think would be good for somebody to hear. Um, I guess just uh, something that's kind of been on my heart lately. It's just been this idea of like being where you're at, you know. Mm, yeah. Um, I was talking to, I guess it was Mark. Uh, Mark Zimmerman's my boss, and so we had a lot of these conversations, and just about this idea of like seeing things through and just not always being ready to go on to the next thing. And I guess just for me, like being a young, you know, kind of college age kid trying to figure out what to do next. You know, what's the next thing I need to do? Like, what's the next box I need to check? that would bring me kind of a lot of stress, you know, like, oh, I hope I'm doing that, I hope I didn't do this, and then, I don't know, I just, I've got, I've had a lot of just peace in that idea these last few months of, like, just trying my best to just be very content with whatever I'm doing, whether it's mm. playing for at the church, or I'm in Denver getting to share the gospel, like, um, what's that verse that talks about, gosh, I should know it, I should have it memorized, it's in, like, one of Paul's letters, I'm pretty sure, where it talks about how, like, every part of the body like works together and without like yeah oh crud i don't remember where that is it's in my first episode of this podcast because it's what inspired me to like start this podcast um yeah i'll go back and add it into the end of the podcast in a second because i can't remember what it is but yeah that's been like my theme verse for the year because honestly i feel like 
this stage of my life right now, like, I'm definitely probably not like a, like, I'm not like on the head, you know, I'm not like lips or anything like that. I'm not even something people see. I might be like a left foot or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think God definitely just teaching me really, like, just to be humble and like, mm. to just really enjoy the time of being a left foot. I mean, just like, even little stuff, like, you know, we went and painted walls and got that church ready in Tampa for months and I'm like you know there'd be days where it's like gosh is this like really it and or even just like you know little things like just keeping on having a bible study every week like Mm. just being willing to just keep doing things and I say that because I'm not always great at that like my natural inclination I think is to like okay what's next okay what's next and I think I really just kind of had to Stop me and like that, that verse, and I cannot remember where it is, but just that idea that, like, let me see if I can pull it up really fast. Yes, you can find it. I'll look to you. But yeah, like, we're bodies, we all have a role, and like, I just want to be content with whatever role God has for me at whatever time in my life I'm at. And so, if anybody's struggling with that angst, especially with you know, just things being weird right now in our, in our world, just, you know, I think God absolutely knows what He's doing, and He'll absolutely, um, he's, he's using you for whatever purpose he wants to use you for, whether you know yeah. it or not. So, you know, we can just do a little bit better of slowing down and letting him. And I'm not saying that because I do a great job of it. That's <laughs> what I've really been working on because, you know, I'm kind of a busybody. Yeah. Um, I found it. It says First Corinthians twelve fifteen. Yeah. And it's talking there. You may read it. Yeah. All right. It says, now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not be for that reason, reason, stop being part of the body. And if, and if ears should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not be for the reason, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body so good i love it so good because everyone's gifted differently it is yeah and i think that's one of the neatest things i think the older we get is just watching people like go into their giftings and like see like how god's created like ryan chapman to do this or he's created i don't know me to do this or my brother to do that or just like your sisters to do something like it's just so cool how he plans that all out yeah, for sure. So sure. good. All right. Well, I feel like this is as good a place as any to stop. So thank you for coming on the podcast and just sharing a little bit, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for the invite. This was cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool that you're doing this. Like, I was well, thanks. fired up when I heard you were doing a podcast. I need to go listen to more of them. But yeah. Just for you to taking the time and like, way to, way to be, be it. It's been a huge blessing. It's cool. Also, fun fact for the podcast listeners, Ryan is the third episode in a row of the roommates that live in the trailer. So Ryan's roommates are the two episodes before. Yeah, three times. I'll be the best one. So. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. I think y'all had great, great things to say. All right, I'm going to stop recording now.